0: We're all on a journey to reach our full potential and purpose. And no matter where you are on your path, know that we walk together and not alone. At the Mission Leadership Institute, we believe the path to leadership is self-discovery. To support you, we're bringing the most advanced thinkers in the country to help unpack all that we carry with us on this journey in leadership. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Providence Walk With Me podcast. I'm your host Martin Schreiber with the Mission Leadership Institute. Today I'm joined by John Jeter. He is presently in his 26th season as the music director and conductor of the Fort Smith Symphony, a per service professional orchestra based in Western Arkansas. John was the central designer in terms of our playlists for the program of the Mission Leadership Institute. He carefully designed each set of music to help us to understand our essential elements of Catholic healthcare. We are talking about how music and leadership captivate listeners. Okay, let's get started by welcoming John. It, it really is, uh, as I think about our time together today, an honor. Uh, it's not the first time you and I have sat down for a chat, uh, but it is the first time in this context a context of our world, a context of how music has really entered into the overall program of the Mission Leadership Institute. And and so, John, I just want to thank you for taking the time with us today. Oh, sure, sure. One of the things about uh, this ministry is that it stretches from Seward, Alaska to Lubbock, Texas. And in that, we see a number of different rich indigenous cultures that can, for a moment, just pause and see tremendous color and diversity. And one of the things they always talk about is the drum represents the heartbeat. And I wonder, as we begin today, if you could take us through about how do you see music and the spirit of the body as one, that drum beat going through that heart?
1: Well, music has really functioned in two primary ways that goes back a long time. I think the old music instrument is about 40,000 years old, a flute made out of uh, an animal bone or something. But music has always played a huge part across all cultures. I mean, every culture has it. And its it's purposes have been to uh, be an art form and to also be a form of communication. And uh, but it's a form of communication that uh, at the risk of sounding romantic, because it's a huge romantic notion, you hear about this all the time in the romantic period. But it's true. Um, It's a form of communication that comes in when the spoken word just, you know, is not enough or when other things you do are just not enough. You need to have uh, a different approach. To uh, communicate feelings, ideas, uh, philosophical sp- uh, states, spiritual states, and especially if you just look at cultures internationally and the way they look at spirituality, it's it's very. Uh, different. It's also very the same in many ways. And I think music plays a big part in that. And of course, specifically, uh, uh, our our heartbeats. Yeah, that is that is our basic rhythm. I mean, that's kind of I, I think that's where we get a lot of our basic rhythmic drive that and some uh, and, and, and the brain and how the brain can help regulate the heart. So, you know, that's, that's a basic part of us that goes back for a long time and absolutely transcends really any culture in all
0: cultures. And it really uh, what I love to see is this notion that we can be in touch with something at a deeper level and that music could could really help us with that. Uh, And oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no question about it. And I mean, the
1: simplest thing, you know, uh, the way to do it is when you're dealing with very young children, if you say, hey, son or daughter, you know, I love you. It's at some point, it's at a certain point, they're going to understand what that means. And they might understand it at a very age. But if you hug them, there's a whole other level there, right? And if you sing to them, there's a whole other level there. And of course, as time goes by and how, they, how people develop, uh, then you get into more you know, music and art comes in, um, both on some primal levels, but also, uh, and I guess you could say, I don't want to use the word sophisticated, but yeah, more sophisticated or complex, emotional or philosophical or religious ideas. You know, if you're trying to, we we all know trying to, let's say you're trying to explain, explain God in words, you know, how many people have tried to do it? I mean, it goes back to the beginning and explain it, explain God through music. It's amazing how you can have that extra, that extra that you just don't have, uh, in literature. And I'm not saying literature isn't great, but
0: well, and that extra was a big part of why you and I sat down uh, about two years ago to build out playlists on Spotify that would accompany each essential theme of Catholic healthcare that people were going through in terms of the program. And I'm fascinated as I know our viewers and listeners are about how did you come up with, what songs needed to go and say the module on justice, the module on dignity? Uh, what was your kind of level of thinking and, and creativity on that?
1: Well, and I, I, of course, heard every word you said, but I was pulling up my phone <laughs> that has the playlist on. Yeah, it. So, of course. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of different levels. I think, you know, it's funny when, if, when I thought about um, these different topics, what I thought about wasn't necessarily justice per se, but um, at least my perception and what perceptions, what feelings could be around justice. You know, and we think you can think about that in terms of, you know, uh, uh, sort of a heroic view of it or in terms of like uh, justice legally, justice more on an ethical, moral level. And I tried to look at music that kind of gave you that feeling as well as you know there is some there are some superhero type titles in there as well and that's more of uh, uh, maybe more specific to just the word but in short the idea was to sort of get uh, behind the word so uh, I know later on there was a, a, a taste one for example right when we got into some different and to me you know taste is no pun intended you know we use it for everything but it's definitely it's like a it is like a spice of life issue, you know. It really plays a huge part in uh, just the quality of our life. So in that case, it was it was almost wasn't even about taste. It was about what you get from it and music that could evoke that. And you know um, those those things can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So I tried to wear a lot of different hats and come up with different versions of uh, music that could sort of, um, you know, inform or be a commentary on your, your main focuses.
0: One of the physicians who is in our program talks about John, the playlist as helping her get prepared and more attentive when she comes into the emergency room. She listened oh, well, that's to great. The plays, you know, and I think that that's one of the ways that we always thought of this is how could we develop people's awareness through music and then have that be an effect on the patient care and the health system. Right. Well, y- without going into details or we might cover it, maybe
1: there might be another question. But you know, music does. Um, interact with all you know it's, it's total brain involvement i mean it's all 12 but there's 12 major areas and uh you can see how the, the interaction with music really can affect all 12. You know, this is total brain immersion and that's gonna affect people on so many levels and uh there's certainly music and sound is um kind of one of our unsung heroes because we because all, at the end of the day we're we're sensory people but at the end we're more visual So the visual always kind of, yeah, it's what we literally, it's what we see, it's what we take for granted, it's what we interact with the most, but in fact, uh, all all of our other senses, I think in some ways, if we think about it at first, our senses kind of uh, play a supporting role with the visual, but in fact, you know, it it is kind of all equal. And depending on what you're trying to do, yes, uh, what you hear has a huge impact, can have a huge impact.
0: That really makes us think in in a way reflecting on your own leadership as a conductor and how in that moment you really are able to blend leadership and create an experience that captivates the listener. Just as you were talking there, we as leaders are trying to figure out how does one do that? Is there a, a, a way, a method that you can really, in your leadership style and blending it, able to captivate listening?
1: Well, I, I've just noticed over the years, and I think we've talked about this before, in terms of a leadership style. As the years go by, um, I continue to pull away. <laughs> you know, I continue, I continue to try to. Uh, um, of course, I'm there. Of course, yeah, I'm leading. But you know, I just psychically, emotionally, just tr- continue to keep myself out of the discussion and try to have everything that I do focus, in this case, on the orchestra and focus on uh, the people and what they're needing at that time, what would make, you know, what, what are they really, uh, what's really needed at this point. And, you know, uh, trying to take me out of the picture all the time. And I, I catch myself doing that. And I just see that development. Um, I guess I'm deconstructing myself as I get older. Right. (laughs) And I just think I think that for leadership, I mean, really, I I, you know, at at the end of the day, it's about that motivation and why you let's let's, you know, look at yourself in the mirror. Why are you really doing it? Hmm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of those answers aren't maybe the ideal. Sometimes people get put into situations where, you know, they're forced to make some leadership decisions, or maybe there's, there's forces at play. And I know, uh, we've talked about specifically in the medical, uh, profession, you know, there's so much stress, right? You have sick patients, you have so much, there's so many forces at play and it's really hard to, I think the other thing that's sort of related to that is if there's a way to block out all these things that keep assaulting us, you know, psychically, emotionally, it's difficult, but, yeah. uh yeah, I really think um, it's important. And, I, it's, it, you know, I think also for physicians, too, uh, and I'm not a physician, but it would seem to me, you know, the patients, the focus, but it's an interesting mix because if the caregivers are not able to give care in the best way they can, right, they, they, then, then the patient is not served as well as, you know, he or she can be. So mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you have the patient first? But also the caregiver
0: also has to be taken care of really kind of equally. Right. Yeah. And in in a way, not as a pun, but as harmony. Yeah. Yeah. There would be harmony there. And in in your coming in as a patient, you can kind of hear something that might not sound very well if you're dealing with someone who just is trying to wrap it up and move forward. So I, I think that there's right. almost like back to that heartbeat we started talking about. And I know the way that we could talk about, uh, stress in our next, uh, conversation, it does allow for us to pay attention to what we're hearing.
1: Yeah. And that sort of, you know, I just don't know in terms of training and all that, how, you know, this idea of, you know, patient caregiver. I mean, if they're going to be in harmony, right, they're going to have to, there has to be a certain equality, you know, and, um, but there's that patient caregiver back and forth. So it's a tricky balance and I'll bet it's something that's not, if I may say I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it's probably not
0: something that's addressed enough. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, there's just
0: so much else going on. Right. There is, and I think that's why as we wrap up this first conversation, our second conversation focusing on those elements of how to engage some of these things to help us with with stress and, and with the overarching differentiator of leadership here at Providence. I want to thank John for joining us and to everyone for listening. Watch for part two of our conversation in a future episode. To learn more about John, go to fortsmithsymphony.org backslash music director you can find the providence mission leadership institute on linkedin be well